Here are some lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass P word. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet ass P word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass P word. Give me everything you got for this wet ass P word. Beat it up N word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. It continues uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Like a, a lot more vulgar. Talk your S word, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that D word. You really ain't never going to F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass P word. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P. Right. So this is D guys. This, this is what feminists fought for. This is what the feminist movement was all about. It's not uh, it, it's not really about, you know, women being treated as independent, full rounded human beings. It's about wet ass P word. And if you say anything differently, it's because you're a misogynist, you see. Uh, it gets really, uh, really, 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 really vulgar. <laughs> I don't have to refute anything that ben Sh old Benny Shap said right there. Old Benny Chaperone. Um, oh, man. I just love that video so fucking much. I just love it. I just, I can't believe that he just rides trending trains just as hard as everybody else. Everybody's shitting on it, so Ben's got to take his time to make sure that everybody knows how Ben Shapiro feels about it, which is exactly how everybody else feels about it. So there's no reason to refute this because you can just go on Twitter and see it everywhere. Um, but I just finished, me, myself, and I finished uh, Mark Bray's Antifa Handbook. Um, pretty good read. And fortunate enough for me is that we got... Uh, Attorney General Barr coming out of the woodworks from his cave of justice uh, to speak with Fox News, Fox News <clears throat> uh, about some Antifa and a new form of urban guerrilla warfare. Hmm. I wonder who's waging that war. Hmm. Um, and then, you know, thank the heavens above. We have a new Crowder, Louder, uh, having a Antifa clash on Garrett Foster. Um, uh, I got a little taste of the William Barr just before, and I was like, here it is. It's Monday night. Um, but let, 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 let's on, let him speak for himself. With police forces in this country, the, the brazen attack on police officers by Antifa and Black Lives Matter and other revolutionary groups and the failure... Well, this one's going to be like... This would be exhausting to actually try and debunk because um, who's he talking to i actually don't even know who this is it's life liberty and levin it's weird he somehow what's the name mark levin all right he's a guy that works at fox with a with a very slow demeanor that will talk you to death of local politicians to whom they report to 
protect them and defend them and protect and defend the citizens of these communities? Is this not shocking? All right, so that whole characterization is what I'm talking about. The whole way he's told that story would take me at least 10 minutes in itself just to debunk 30 seconds of what he said simply because he understands reality different than I do and different than many other people do. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is debunkable. I think the only thing I'm going to be able to do is just point it out. Let's let's go back to to his very beginning of his. Uh, let's just rewind it and see. Are you shocked? What's going where on? Where he, he crossed the line with police forces in this country? The the brazen attack on police officers. Right there, the brazen attack. The brazen attack. I mean, this this wasn't something that was called the first night in Minneapolis. It's certainly not against Fox News. They spent all night talking about the riots, and how there was looting and an auto zone burning, but. Uh, this this gentleman here is calling the situation that we've escalated to like we're how many days is it 70 days since George Floyd passed 65 ish I mean who who is actually counting I'm not trying to but we're at a different situation than we were at the beginning and it is because of the reaction of the state not because of how protesters have had their whole goals. The if concessions were made really early on, there would be no reason to like build much bigger goals. I mean, unless like the 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 bigger goals are always going to be systemic change because the changes that we've been talking about have been wanted for a very long time. And that's why we get on these two different narratives, is because we see two different kinds of police forces. So spending that much time on, on Mark's 20 seconds here, introducing uh, Attorney General William Barr to his easiest softball I've ever seen. Um, yeah. By Antifa and Black Lives Matter and other revolutionary groups and the failure of local politicians to whom they report, to protect them and defend them and protect and defend the citizens of these communities? Is this not shocking? It is, it is shocking. You know, even before uh, the events in, in uh, Minneapolis, uh, I was speaking, since I became Attorney General again, about how in a full employment economy, which we did have and we're, we will have again, uh, that uh, we have to be careful because policing is becoming a very difficult and dangerous job and you have to, to in order to attract the best people there you have to be supportive of them and I was worried about uh, the vacancy rates and the fact it's hard to keep police in, in many of our major cities and then we had this turn of events where they've been demonized see but that's the that's the thing is that we're we're, we're talking about not keeping uh, police, especially uh, the, the the institution that it is, he's completely like ignoring everything that the streets are calling. And I mean, the, obviously, the whole rhetoric has been rioters, terrorists, looters, and anarchists. Um, so there's no reason to listen to actually. He just delegitimizes any uh, redress of grievances from people like me, people like you, uh, simply because of uh, opposition in political ideology or stances not quite sure what his specific
thing is, but I'm sure his job is to protect Trump and protect uh, our social institutions and everything like that as such. So I feel like diverting the narrative away from systemic change or and or reform and just keeping it to terrorist organized anarchists keeps it much easier to just not change anything at all in fact let's just pile on more police you know what fuck it like if we knew anything that was working before it's just that more police fix everything the fact is generally speaking we have superb police in this country very professional forces and you know the these events do happen we have over 600,000 police in this country and there will be uh, some some uh, instances of excessive force, uh, but uh, by and large, it's it's an excellent police force. And if so, yeah, he he offers that there's no solution to excessive force. Actually, yeah, he just offers no solution whatsoever and just says, you know, with six hundred thousand police officers, there's gonna be cases of excessive force. Um, and Mark Levin doesn't say, but why? You know, why is uh, force so necessary in these cases, um, in so many of these cases? And then we can bring up specific cases where ex excessive force obviously led to uh, murder. Um, yeah. If they're going to be demonized like this, they're not going to work in these cities. So maybe there'll be a self-correcting mechanism. If communities don't support the police, they're going to have a hard time getting police. And that's been the whole like police thing since, I think, the civil rights movement, maybe. Um, but this has been really occurring as of lately, especially with like Seattle. Their cops really getting kicked out of a zone. And then, uh, you know, fortunate enough for them, crime increased so much that it was easy for them to go in and shut the shit down. Um, same thing does happen in Portland. The cops have stepped back while the federal police were going in at it, and the federal police were a very focused in group. And regardless of the fact that the federal police were mainly in a general area and were dealing with the uh, massive amount of protesters, the police were not required to be there, right? Those, those were the federal agents. But yet crime still increased beyond what the protests were like various nonviolent to violent crimes ranging from burglary to shootings that increased even though the state federal agents had alleviated the officers to go do their job but they must have just take, taken a vacation i mean what what, what why else were uh, why why else would crime rise when they all were not answering the protests you know the, the did the state just give them some time off Weird. And they're going to depopulate these communities. They're going to leave. Governor Cuomo the other day. And then day the same threat, you know, we've we've heard this before. I think I heard it from Tucker Carlson once where, like, you know, with the, uh, with the cops out of the area, then the crime raises up. And then with the crime raising up, you have businesses and the wealthy taxpayers moving out. And then guess what you get? More poverty and crime. More poverty and crime. These was begging millionaires and billionaires to stay right. in New York City. I don't think cooking dinner for them is going to... Look at I mean, they really <laughs> build the idea that we just kind of parasitically and subside off of billionaires. It's it's as if our... our, our uh, our labor is not only easily replaceable, but just essentially meaningless. You know, we are we are the subsistence who needs the IV drip from the billionaires. How brazen, sir.
<laughs> place safety. Let me read right. something to you. Gatestone Institute, International Policy, um, about Antifa. I don't think people really understand Antifa. I don't think they people say really empirical do and anecdotal Antifa. evidence shows. And I certainly don't expect to get a proper characterization from Fox News when they can't even characterize a social movement correctly. So why would they be able to correctly categorize or uh, properly tell the story of a protest tactic or uh, 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 mobilization? It's a, it's a form of mobilization against a certain type of group that we know to exist but you know i'm getting a little bit caught in the kerfuffle because honestly uh the real ones know um the real ones know and uh they don't need fox news to tell them what i'm really here to do is mainly just kind of continue pointing um you know um i don't think there is too much fatigue on crying wolf but uh um i don't think there's enough uh Mm. Uh, oppositional voices. So we'll see, though. We'll see. That Antifa is, in fact, highly networked, well-funded, has a global presence. It is a flat organizational structure with dozens and possibly hundreds of local groups. And by the way, the oldest group is in Portland. They say Antifa's stated long-term, by the way, I the mean, old organizational... Empirical and anecdotal evidence shows that Antifa is, in fact, highly networked, well-funded, and... <laughs> That's funny. And has a global presence. It has a flat organizational structure with dozens of possibly hundreds of local groups. Um, still really ambiguous. I mean, I don't even know if a lot of people would know what a flat organizational structure means. Um, but uh, horizontal hierarchy means that it's not built top to bottom or bottom to top. It's a, it's a, yeah, I guess it is a flat line of, you know, who's in charge. Um, it's still like, you know, even back in, uh, homage to Catalonia, the poem had, uh, generals and leaders within platoons, but they were, uh, they were, I think, elected and at the same time still held accountable by the, uh, rest of the platoon. So while orders were followed, um, challenge was not, uh, ultimately punished. Um, which I guess, you know, in the American mind state, especially American military mind state, that would be an incredible weakness because that leaves your underbelly open. But, you know, um, in a, in a proper democracy where in a nation respect is built, I don't think that becomes a problem. You know, when you have respect for people, then you probably have some trust. And if you can have some trust in, you know, your fellows in the military, you wouldn't have to worry about power grabs, but we don't cultivate that kind of culture we cultivate a innovative competitive culture so you got to find new and creative ways to fuck over your neighbors so you can get his shit or better yes sir moving on structure with American dozens dream. and possibly hundreds of local groups American. and by the way the oldest group is in portland the oldest they group is in portland they actually damn has stated long-term objective both in America and abroad and it got its birth in Europe, England, then Germany, then the United States. Hmm. It could be true, but I, I, I do have to question um, that the United States had a very strong anti-authoritarian movement back in the, you know, 
uh, 17th, 18th century, you know, somewhere around there. Um, so, you know, it's, it's not that new to America. Is to establish a communist world order. Nah. And by the way, the, the... No. Nope. Nope. He's making it sound like it's some kind of uh, insurgency that uh, has no figurehead leader and is spread around the globe. It's been here for a while. It came from Europe, those blimey bastards. And then also they're here to spread communism, and you know communism, the hundred million deaths. deaths. I don't have to explain myself. I'm Fox News. Good night. This information is put out. It's not it's like not we're true. conspiracy theorists or something. Yeah, forth. you kind of are. The, in the United States, Antifa's right. immediate aim is to bring down the demise of the Trump administration. Ah! It's an attack on... Ah! It may be because um, they're... Um, you know, their actual main goal is to anti-fascist fascist. So, you know, eliminating the Trump administration, if that seems to be a goal of anti-fascist, then, I don't know, one plus bluefish equals fashfish. Um, I should have said orangefish, but I guess I fucked it up. It was a, it was a metaphor on the fly. But, um, you know, historically, uh, Antifa usually was only used as uh, mobilization tactics against, like, when... Because fascism usually happens in waves. For a while, it's been low tides, especially since World War II, since everybody had an extremely bad taste in their mouth. Um, up until now, it hasn't been so... It's not accepted, but it's definitely... Um, it's moving and it's doing it quite obviously. I just maybe the the, the American media empire is really that strong to uh, kind of keep this well hidden. Because I mean, I think another four more years, and we're looking at another maybe ten. I don't know how many more years Trump has on Earth, but uh, I I really don't know what's gonna happen come November third. Oof. So if if the anti-fascist people are mobilizing, uh, I believe it's probably because there's fascists around. And historically speaking, after the fascists are beat down because they happen in waves, and recently we're having a big, pretty, pretty big wave. Um, but historically, after the wave goes down, anti-fascists have no more reason to protest or really mobilize. So that's their that's their goal. Like how Black Lives Matter shows up for. You know, you, you should know, but uh, capitalism, they say they're attacking fascism when they're Marxist fascist. Oh, so that's, yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just put fucking words together. You know, let's just like let's just slap words together. You know, like uh, I guess I don't know. We uh, Marxist fascist. I mean, wow, let's just let's just, you know, peanut butter. Uh, mustard. I don't know. I don't like mustard, so it kind of ruined the sandwich for me. But um, Marxism was extremely anti-fascist, and Marxists throughout history have been anti-fascist, except for those who, you know, have appropriated, because we do know that, you know, Bolshevism led to authoritarianism, and then also to Mao led to authoritarianism. And still to this day, we have the Communist Party of China, who is authoritarian. Um, so... <laughs> 
Um, Marxism can, the ideas can trip us into an authoritarian hellscape, but the, the, the founding principles of it originally was to spread democracy and uh, political power as far and wide as it could possibly go. So a concentration in the hands of one person of these things, the, which Marx believed was the means of production, um, but overall, in general, with the concentration of power in fewer and fewer hands, uh, Marx saw the problem. He wanted it in as many hands as it could be. Um, decentralized power was the fundamentals of Marx's thought, and his his economy was very generous with uh, who got to benefit from the means of production. So. Uh, we're getting so much mischaracterizations, and this motherfucker's only two minutes in, bro. I am fucking exhausted. Like, that is that is the serious problem here about all of this, is the extreme complexities of literally everything, because it takes me so many podcasts and so many books and so much uh, wasted eye-twitch moments that I could have been getting sleep. Um learning about this shit because it was not brought to my attention when I was told to uh, pay attention when I was told to learn most of this stuff was really abbreviated then and it's getting even more shrunk down now because uh, the news cycle is even more myopic than school is Um, yeah so please try to get broader views. I do not dis- I I do not usually agree with a single point that Fox News says ever, and yet it is probably the most watched news channel I ha- I, I watch, and I feel like I actually form most of my morals from the opposite whatever the opposite Fox News is. I can then justify my position, and find actual humane, and social positive outlooks and solutions to the world. Thank you for coming to my dead talk. Um, let's just such thing. Let's get it moving. To bring down the Trump administration. It's interesting that one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter said that one of her focuses is to bring down the Trump administration. What is it about the Trump administration that stands in their way? Well, I think they would be, you know, generally for bringing down any administration. They they are a revolutionary group that is interested in, in some form of socialism. Not Antifa, but like what I'm really trying to wonder is if he, if they are really building the Red Scare up to that proportion to like try and sweep as much ideologues as they can, because holy fuck, dude, like what percentage of Americans right now identify as Dem Socks? I'm really curious. I don't know what the number is, but somehow they're uh, avoiding this. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, easily grouping um, Antifa as, like, this monolithic terrorist group and then saying that they have the ideas of socialism and communism in them and then at the same time blaming Demsocks for being too socialist and communist, then you get that kind of, ah, get them kind of mentality. Yep, uh, so, I don't know, sometimes what politicians and people in positions of power say is either narrative building, or it's, um, I mean, is it always preparation for an action? I feel like everything they say is usually in preparation for another action, 
It has no purpose of serving a like finality or solution, and it seems like American politics only looks to exacerbate the situation so that it can be exploited for monetary value or um, political purposes, because we do see a lot of certain moves from Trump that are questionable, especially with his recent executive orders and all of the federal agents. I'm kind of getting off on a tangent now, so let's... Like, how are the people that are not in the positions of power, Antifa, the most dangerous group in America, and it's because you're watching Fox News. Okay, I figured it out. Communism, they're essentially Bolsheviks. Their tactics are, are fascistic. Uh, and your description of them is consistent with I, what I've seen. See, and what's horrifying, too, is that, I mean, I've seen so many uh, videos and, yeah, mostly videos, of people breaking down specific characteristics of fascism, of which being 14 of them, at least 14 easily identifiable ones, that Trump has shown being, you know, using, he's, he's shown all 14 of these characteristics, and they break those down. They, 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 they point them out, and I would love to do that for you, but I only have an hour, so please uh, fucking do your research. Um, just start with 14 points, and then watch his speeches. Um, watch the news around him. Just kind of compare the points to the way he acts and see if you can figure it out. Because William Barr never has taken that time. Um, I don't think Fox News has even taken the time to take the 14 points and uh, spin that narrative into pointing out that Antifa actually fits the 14 characteristics. And the day they do, I will shit in my bed and fucking eat it because that video would be amazing. Like, that's JLP amazing from, from a beta to another. Like, oh, I want it. Uh, All right. With the Trump administration. And you know, also, a lot of please, if, if you're watching the video, note his Mr. Burn hands. The, the whole time he's been talking has been Mr. Burns' hands. That has been the demonization of the Trump administration from day one. I went back and I Someone watched his victory speech after election like night. People should go back and look at it. It was very measured. It was a very statesmanlike speech. He offered the olive branch. He praised Hillary Clinton, thanked her for all her service to the country, talked about working together to make things better for the American people. That was the day he won, and from that point forward, uh, there's been the resistance. They were trying to impeach him from day one. They have done everything they can. Shredded- They're even finding a way to... He's not doing it directly. So the first part, with the... They believe in socialism and uh, and uh, communism, and they want to tear apart capitalism. And that for, that part, specifically for the Dem Socks, I'm speaking about uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ilhan Omar and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. This next part just groups all the Democrats in it. That's just the, 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 the Democrats. Those dim damn Democrats. Did the norms of our system. That is like some smooth That is you silver tongue motherfucker. Holy shit, dude. He was a wow, like three-step fucking process to take from far left all the way to moderate centrism to be like they are your problem they are your i don't know they're coming to take your rights even though guess who's in power guess who's been in power since the world has been collapsing but i guess if you're a republican the world's been collapsing since obama so shit uh, to do what they can to drive him from office or to debilitate his administration. 
Um, and I think it's because of the, the desire for power, that the, the left wants power because that is essentially their state of grace and their, <laughs> their secular religion. They want to run people. And we have to assume that Attorney General William Barr does not want power because, I mean, Mark Levin's not going to ask him the question like, well, sir, are you putting in this much effort just to hold on to power? You don't ask him that. He doesn't ask lives so they can design utopia for all really of ask us. Him any that's questions. what you know, that's what turns them on. And it's the it's the lust for power. And they weren't expecting Trump's victory and it outrages them. You know, in this document, this research, they talk about the roots of Antifa in the Bader Meinhof gang in Germany and other really violent radical organizations in the United States similar to the Black Panthers, similar to the Weather Underground, except they're more networked, they're better organized. Weather Underground? They seem to have more ammunition of, of sorts to use against police officers and so forth. And apparently they get a lot of their funding on... Alright, so we're assuming and assuming and assuming a lot. Um, how, why would he, who, what? No way do average citizens have more bullets than the police. And I am sure that a lot of people are stockpiling. But any motherfucker earning a regular ass fucking job wage does not have more bullets than the police. They would literally have to eat ramen all the time just to stockpile to make sure they have more bullets than the police. Who literally has a direct line to just get bullets whenever the fuck they want. Like... <laughs> online um mind fuck i have to believe that uh this is this is for old agency. people this has to be for old people you have to literally be like 65 and up to just be able to yeah I, okay just making these sure. and so just forth sure. are really trying to construct some kind of scenario about what we're dealing with and how to undo this am i close it's a form of, of sort of, it's a new form of urban guerrilla warfare. You know, Mao used to speak, Mao Zedong nice. uh, used to speak about the gorilla being like fish uh, swimming in the ocean, the way the gorilla moves through, through the people. The, the, the gorilla hides out among the people as a fish in the, in the ocean. And I had no idea that Mao Zedong even said that, but mostly because, too, I've never really read any Mao. I've only, like, watched videos about him just because, you know, it's it's kind of hard to read, like, literally every left literary that there's ever been. Um, but I am glad to know that William Barr is very much familiar with Mao Zedong's teachings. I'm sure he has fully read up on Sun Tzu. I don't know a motherfucker any position of power that probably hasn't read Sun Tzu besides Donald Trump simply because he can't read, but everybody else, especially William Barr, I am sure has read The Art of War. I bet he's read the 48, uh, what is it, 48 Keys of Power? What is it? Fucking, uh, 48 Laws of Power? What is the fucking, the Robert Greene book? Ah, fuck it. I'm sure he's read it. What they do is they are essentially shielding the themselves people. or shrouding themselves in First Amendment activity. They go into the demonstrations, which are exercising First Amendment, act First Amendment activity, and they insinuate themselves in there to shield themselves. That's where they swim. And what they do is they hijack these 
demonstrations and they and they provoke violence and they have various tiers of people from the sort of top provocateurs down through people no. who are their I mean I don't really have to say it because if you know you know but like Antifa is there to support if 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 anybody claims to be Antifa which I would assume that everybody down there is anti-fascist if you're a part of the BLM movement I would probably assume that you're anti-fascist um but if these insurgents that he's talking about, um, I don't know who they are, but everybody that's down there to support the protests are there to support the protests. So whoever he's speaking about has to be the far right group who he's not pointing out here. He's blanketing a left wing ideology so that he can then uh, persecute it. Um, the right, and I'm sure he's well aware of these groups. I'm sure he is. Um, and their actual uh, leaders and organizers and all of that. Um, that is the kind of warfare that he's actually speaking on um, because they have to infiltrate the protests that are going on and destroy them from the inside. It's actually a much more effective move than uh, the police constantly just battering them or if they brought out guns. The easiest way and the most efficient way to break down a protest is from the inside and i hate to say it but it really did happen in chop i mean when back early on when i heard that they even let in just a few cops in it was done it was done because even after at that point cops started hanging out outside of the protest for an extended period amount of time they were literally outside of the borders just on clockwork watches After they had already let them in, I mean, that was the first crack in the hole. And then they wanted to redesignate the borders. That was another crack in the hole. I mean, those were just two major cracks that I had seen that allowed the movement to dissolve from the inside. Because the protest movement made two concessions with absolutely zero from Seattle councils, from anybody. From the mayor of Seattle to the governor of Washington to the president of the United States. Minions and sort of run the run the violent missions. Minions. But it, it's uh, minions. It's a you know a difficult phenomenon to deal with. They're highly organized at these demonstrations, and uh, you know these oh, tactics that they use are, are designed and and the the way the media responds to them, of course, the media doesn't take footage of what's happening they don't take the footage everybody that is on the right wing and i will never stop posting this or, or or just talking about this but everybody on the right wing constantly says whether it's ben shapiro steven crowder apparently fox news no matter who they always say the media says this the media says that the media never talks about this the media never talks about that as if they are not the media mm. god damn it of the rocks being thrown oh yeah those fucking rocks you know um i i just got done watching popular fronts uh the rise and fall of the seattle chaz and uh, uh i think it was a rubber bullet it's not the rubber coated bullets it's a different kind of rubber bullet i can't remember exactly what kind it's called because i am actually a very fluid brain but it hit her right in the chest and stopped her heart.
I don't think a rock thrown at somebody dressed in body armor is going to get that same kind of response. So. Alright. Um, shouts out to William Barr for uh, making sure that power is being maintained rather than the will of the people. That's all that was. And that's all it's ever going to be. If you really think Attorney General Barr is interested in protecting your streets, uh, things never would have gotten to this point. Ah, Austin, Texas. That's right. perfect place for an installment of Change My Mind. That's so right. we headed down to talk about how Antifa yep. and Black Lives Matter are domestic terrorist organizations. Time. And of course, Change My Mind is a time where, oh look, it's wholesome. Black Lives Matter! You'll get to hear more from Motorcycle Man and Boombox Boy in the full upcoming video, but for now, watch what happened when I tried to get our resident wannabe kick-ass 2 impersonator to sit down for a friendly chat. Train my four by four four three 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 you can do whatever you think, you know what I'm saying? But I just want to make sure before any murder happens, y'all go on, y'all go on, uh, you know, your YouTube and stuff and say this yeah. person's been could you, could you ask him to, to stop disrupting so we can keep having discussions? I think that's productive. But could you ask him to? I mean, free speech, right? For everybody, not just you. The reason that I'm not going to is because this narrative is dangerous and this narrative got Garrett Foster murdered. For y'all to say that these people out here saying Black Lives Matter are domestic terrorists, you're putting lives at risk. So I will not talk to you. You know what you're doing, and if you don't, then you need to. Aimed an AK-47, point blank in a car. Sure that says he did it. No, you weren't there. So the you guy was riding. The police report says that he did have an AK-47, and the guy was riding for Uber. So, so you, okay. So, here's the thing, here's so I'm the thing. sorry. I don't. I didn't have anything to do with Garrett Foster being killed. So I want to say this. But just because of that. All right. So it seems like uh, Crowder has uh, in, uh, stepped up to a specific uh, protester to his own uh, 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 change my mind counter. Um, he uh, is actually uh, probably an anti-fascist using uh, a mobilization tactic against who he believes uh, is a fascist, Stephen Crowder. Um, yeah, uh, you know, he calls himself a conservative. Um, but when you defend Trump as much as uh, right-wing pundits do nowadays, um, you have to really wonder, especially also to defending uh, Black Lives Matter movement being the, the, the whole communist narrative with Black Lives Matter. It's it's almost like when, uh, uh, what did they say, like, uh, communism was also, like, the Jews' uh, ideology or something like that. I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a, that was pretty heavy in <laughs> Nazi Germany and also uh, Mussolini's Italy, so. Uh, Crowder, Crowder, I, I, I don't want to call you a fascist because you'll just refute it, but, I mean, you know, we could just live in a much more honest world. But that's the thing, is that nobody actually wants to be a fascist. And anybody that wants to actually be a fascist has to hide it. And it's, it's, so why take the position at all, you know? 
but uh, they just they have a different kind of uh, uh, I don't want to call it love, but they have a different kind of bug in their heart. I'm not sure what it is. It seems hate related, but that I think we might set up shop, and I actually think that that's a valid self defense. That shooting, right but he's using the boombox by playing loud music, making it hard for Steven Crowder to record his video and have a proper discussion with whoever he's trying to have. So it seems like a uh, young protester with the boombox is uh, trying to use disruptive and uh, loud disturbances to shut down a perceived fascist. Uh, it's a very non-violent tactic, although very irritating for Steven Crowder. Right there. If someone storms your car and you're being booted while you're in your car, and someone comes up with an AK-47 aiming it in, you lock them out to carry a gun when they go Let's change the sign. Let's change the sign. We're going to change the sign just for you. We're going to change the sign just for you about Garrett Foster, brother. Let's change the sign. But even with our new sign, makeshift as it may be, no one wanted to sit down and talk. So, we decided to take a little field trip. So, it seems like, uh, in, Crowder's not admitting it, but it seems like uh, anti-fascist mobilization actually shut down uh, Crowder's little meeting, so he had to move. Um, he came up with a much more... Um, unsympathetic, completely uncompassionate, uh, and irrational, uh, 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 a sign. I, 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 I'm broken by it, man. Uh, by, by changing from uh, uh, Black Lives Matter as a terrorist organization to Garrett Foster's murder was justified. That's just, uh, yeah, that's, that's, he really, he, he hit that mark, dude. He is defending the police state like no other. I cannot see Crowder other than a pro-authoritarian uh, pro, uh, figure at this point, and I don't know anybody who would not see him like that after that. Hmm. But, I mean, he's also just got stands, so. Hey, we're here at the, uh, the Garrett so Foster what he does. Memorial. Uh, not that we were run out of town by Antifa on a rail. We were there for about, a, uh, I don't know, we were there for about 45 minutes. They, they just, when we were walking off, requested that I kill myself. So that's a new, ch I'll consider it, uh, probably not. Garrett Foster, for people who don't know, the people who these folks were saying justice for Garrett Foster, uh, this was a man uh, who was, of course, uh, at these protests. I think they did all those circles, not because it was hard for them to find a spot, and I don't wish he pointed that out, but he did that so that they weren't followed. And he, he's looking around to make sure that they're not being spotted. Uh, brought an AK-47 for the protest with intent to use it. A lot of the media won't necessarily show you this, but this is an interview with Garrett Foster before the incident transpired that led to his untimely demise. Oh, it's a uh, AK-47. You feel like you'll need to use it? Nah, I think the, uh, I mean, if I use it against the cops, I'm dead. And I think all the people that hate us and, you know, want to say shit to us are too big of uh, pussies to stop and actually do anything about it. So. Only turns out not everybody was too big of a pussy to do uh, something about it, especially when you aim your AK-47 
at a car point blank range. Now what these people believe, and to fill what they want you to believe, is this was a guy who was simply out there protesting peacefully, was run over by his car. Let me show you this as I, let me show you all of this right now as I talk about this. First off, I'm a little confused. When you kill the best of us, you're left with the rest of us. Yep. So I mean the guy writing it is like, I'm, I'm just the rest. Yep. I'm the shitty guy writing us. Yep. Yep. If if he, he he's trying to make a joke out of it, but he's he's right on the money there, man. When you kill the best, you leave the rest, and you get nothing but the worst at that point. Sign. Uh, what we do know is that Sergeant Perry was not running through protesters, right? You can see the damage to his car. The police released uh, released Perry and the oh, other boy. shooter from this incident in office. I don't even know about Garrett Foster, unfortunately. What we know is that Sergeant Perry was not running through protesters, right? You can see the damage to his car. The police released Jordan it. Mickelson also released photos of damage allegedly done to Perry's car by protesters prior to the shooting. Two photos also show bullet holes in Perry's car. Austin police have said another person in the crowd fired return shots at Perry after he shot Foster. Police have not identified nor charged the person who fired those shots. Um, so, I mean, it, Crowder is simplifying a complicated situation just to say it was in self-defense because anybody who says uh, defending yourself is not okay uh, is not going to hear anything other than a story that refutes that the man had done anything other than uh, uh, self-defense. Maybe he was actually the aggressor in the situation. I'm not really sure because, like I said, I'm not actually too brushed up on Garrett Foster's murder. This is actually something that has sprung on me real quick. But uh, uh, Released Perry and the other going. shooter from this incident in Austin. Uh, let me show you the clip, well, actually, real quick, so it's kind of disturbing, so you have some context. This is like the least bit of context that we needed. Like, he gives very little in only defense of Perry, and then goes with uh, a video in the crowded audience that shows gunshots being ha like just popping off in a scene. Case. <laughs> What kind of context does this provide other than that shots were fired? Now the context that we do know, Perry wasn't ramming protesters. He actually was driving for Uber. He's a sergeant in the military. How do we know? There are receipts. There are receipts that this guy had driven for. Soldier who shot Austin protester Garrett Foster. Okay, now I know about this. Yeah, I remember this. I just haven't heard any of the story because major news outlets didn't really want to carry the actual death of... Uh, uh, of a protester um, but this is coming from the local news here that Crowder cherry-picked uh, the US Army confirmed Perry is an active duty soldier with the 1st Cavalry Division at Fort Hood he has been at Fort Hood since 2018 he was a two-year soldier for two years he's been a soldier and Crowder's calling him like he's a fucking veteran two years in service and i guess i guess you actually get that yeah yeah but he's an active duty soldier as well so um a spokesperson for the unit lieutenant colonel curse chris boddingham said it is cooperating with apd on its investigation the statement says perry was driving for a rideshare company when he dropped a client off near congress avenue he was looking for another request for pickup or food delivery when he turned right onto congress avenue from fourth street 
All right, well, we can never really know for sure whether or not Perry was looking for an instigation, was instigating for conflation to confliction. For Uber, he's from Fort Hood. He had come out to Austin because he could pick up some fares and even had picked up some fares that night, was obeying all the traffic laws as far as we know. Now, granted, you might as hear some things that are untrue because know. it's based on witness testimony, namely witness testimony from people like Antifa and that guy who tried to dress... Now, we're not going to know the truth for sure because everybody in the crowd was a protester. We know everything about the protesters, right? They're Antifa. They're terrorists. They're anarchists. So how are we really going to get the truth of the situation? I'm Steven Crowder. I've gotten louder here. Please enjoy my video. It's like the cover of Kick-Ass 2 and was wearing a tactical vest jacket that was really just cloth because there was nothing in there. What an asshole, right? So nice. Garrett Foster uh, then approached the vehicle. Dude, he got disrespected. He got disrespected by a nonviolent protest tactic and so he decides to go to a specific vigil uh, memorial site for Garrett Foster to literally shit on his death wow wow what a fucking gorgeous soul that is within that white man holding a gun to his side right now good god with his AK-47. Alright, Austin protest shooting demonstrators. Uh, wait, okay. Austin protest shooting. Uh, uh, I, I forgot what those are called. Colon. <laughs> demonstrators damaged rideshare driver's car prior to shooting. Um, maybe because he tried to run people over. Not necessarily sure. Perry claims Foster, who police was... Uh, who say was carrying a rifle approached his car and motioned for him to roll down his window initially Perry said he thought Foster was a member of law enforcement Perry said at some point Foster raised his weapon at him prompting him to shoot Foster huh so if he shot a cop though this would be a completely different story if you replace simply Foster with Officer Foster, uh, actually being a member of the law, and Perry had shot him just at some point, I don't know how the story would be going, Crowder. Um, but fortunately enough, it was just a citizen who was checking out somebody driving into the crowd. So, you know, he, there may have, I, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going on here. What's in question? Did he aim it directly at the car? Or did he just motion to roll down your window of Sergeant Perry in the car? Uh, I, I don't even know what the motion... I mean, that picture doesn't even, like, really... It doesn't look like he's aiming it at him? It looks like he has it pointed down still, but his hand is in the trigger position, so that might threaten a soldier, but um, I don't see it pointing at him yet. Maybe that's just unclear from my position, but that picture that he's showing right here doesn't look like he's actually pointing it at the driver. Motion to roll down your window of Sergeant Perry in the car. Uh, I, I don't even know what the motion is now for rolling. Rolling down your window used to be this, but now it's electric. Is it just, did you do that? Or if you have an AK, is it just, I don't know, apparently that's what Garrett Foster thought. So, approach the car, AK-47, and the man in the car, which was being mobbed, defended himself. Now, I want to be clear there about something is. here. Uh, when himself. I say that Garrett Foster deserved it, or Garrett Foster, the shooting was justified, is what we cr uh, created that sign to say, 
I'm not saying that Garrett Foster deserved to die. I'm not someone who's going to be dancing on the grave, putting out a meme. It's you sad. It's a tragedy. You almost just did and then realized, wait, I said justified on that. Uh, when I say that Garrett Foster deserved it or Garrett... Yep. When I say Garrett Foster deserved it... Actually, let me finish. Oh, shit. Uh, let me change that. He did say that. Garrett Foster, the shooting was justified is what we cr uh, created that sign to say. I'm not saying that Garrett Foster deserved to die. I'm not so... He literally just said it. <laughs> Someone is going to be dancing on the grave, putting out a meme. It's sad. It's a tragedy. You're doing it right now. <laughs> Jesus That Christ, being bro. said, there's a difference between deserving oh, to die, which is committing a crime punishable by death, and forfeiting your right to live. Garrett Foster forfeited his right to live. What do I mean by that? When you put somebody, and this is some- So essentially he deserved it. So essentially, essentially he deserved it because he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he just let go. He just let go of any right to live whatsoever by having an AK-47. Yep. Something that is beyond any question. Doesn't matter if Garrett Foster was a veteran. Doesn't matter that Perry was a currently active me member of the military. Doesn't matter what Garrett Foster believed. Doesn't matter if Perry is some rumor circulating around there didn't like Black Lives Matter. That is entirely irrelevant to the fact that when you approach a car, which is being mobbed by many people, and you can see the damage under the car here. We don't know if some of it was before, some of it was after, all of it before, all of it after. That remains to be seen. But if you swarm a car and you aim an AK-47 at somebody in that car, if you don't believe that a human being in a car with an AK-47 aimed point-blank range, can defend himself with his firearm, you don't believe that people have the right to defend themselves. That's my question to you. If not, then when? When can somebody defend themselves with a firearm in their car if someone out there uh, has an AK? Do they have to wait? I'm sorry, but the people who were there, like next to Garrett Foster, uh, do not have any interest whatsoever of actually spinning a narrative this hard, especially on a national level like this. So to uh, maybe even suggest any idea that Garrett Foster had intent of using his AK-47 beyond his own self-defense and the self-defense of others, eliminating his right of self-defense in order for Perry's right of self-defense, only shows of what side of the, uh, of the position that you're on, merely of anti-protesters. And I'm not sure if that's the same sentiment that Perry had. By, by defending Perry's actions, that's the position that Steven Crowder decides to take. It's, uh, it's, it's like that. And everybody that is probably in the comment sections is like that. So they actually get shot? Is that what you believe the Second Amendment to mean? Is and it's also funny, too, that he got kicked from that site and decided, all right, fuck it, since I can't get anybody to come over and change my mind and that guy won't stop playing his fucking music, I'm going to go over to the memorial site where he was shot, and I'm going to go talk there completely unchallenged when no one's around. That'll show those sons of bitches. Is that what you believe stand, uh, stand your ground or defense laws, self-defense laws, castle doctrine? You let me know. When does it become justified? Yeah, but who was self-defending? You're defending that Perry was defending, and people who were with Foster and Perry are defending that Foster was defending. We're at a standstill here, but you decide to still take a position based off of he's an Antifa. Hoo boy. If you aren't anti-fascist, what are you? That's all I have to ask. 
justified. I think it's justified. I'm not saying that I'm glad that Garrett Foster died. Let's be really clear on that. Now, let's go around here so you can see this nice memorial, again, because they always create these shrines to known criminals, not like a David Dorn who we've talked about. You know, people who are out there committing violent felonies. Garrett Foster didn't commit any violent felonies. Garrett Foster was not a criminal. Garrett Foster was a American citizen demonstrating his first right amendment. And Crowder chooses to go to his place of death and disgrace that memory and mischaracterize him all in the name of authoritarianism, fascism, and the right-wing movement that is currently happening in America. I find this extremely disgraceful and I'm surprised that anybody can actually stomach this shit. But you have to be that certain kind of dipshit, gross kind of human being to be that kind... Mm, you, you, mm, holy fuck, man. Um, wow. You know, wow. All right, well, fuck this place, man. To petty criminality. And this is where you're seeing such a divide in this country. A lot of people won't even know about Garrett Foster. Most Americans, know, if they hear the story of Garrett Foster, they're like, oh well, yeah, okay, you aimed an AK-47 at a guy in a car, you got shot, that's unfortunate, but it happens. But the people right now who are dyed-in-the-wool leftists, who believe that all actions are justified, so long as you're trying to break down Western civilization. He, he believes that all actions are justified so long as it keeps society and institutions together. Remember that. I don't sit on that side. I do want to see systemic change, but I want to be able to see it peacefully. I want the legislators to just do their fucking job. I want uh, corporations to stay out of lobbyist groups. I just want the government to actually look out for everybody. And if the, the, the citizenry and the population actually had that, most of the grievances that we see in the streets would not be here today. But instead, we have a capitalist system that leaves crumbs for majorities on majorities. So... Nobody wants that, Crowder, but you will use so much violence and lies in order to defend the status quo. That is the kind of shameless violence that really needs to be abolished from America, because it, it makes me disgrace that you got to immigrate here legally. Like, it's... I wish you had to, like, actually climb the border and do some nasty shit for it, like I really do. The patriarchal system, like they see Canadian someone like this down here just as to a hero. Us, bro. And let me tell you what I mean by uh, uh, forfeiting your right to live. By the way, that's why I have this open carrying here in Austin. No problem. Now, if I removed this from my holster and aimed it at, let's say, that semi-truck over there, or let's say I didn't even, for the sake of argument, let's use the strongest case that leftists have. I just walked up to that semi-truck right now. Yeah, well, you can get a shot of that truck. Or I could walk right up to that uh, expedition or explorer, walked up with my gun, didn't even maybe aim it at the window, maybe aimed it at the mirror and just said, roll down the window. Uh, that might be more of a problem than it being holstered properly. Forfeiting your right to live, this is a perfect example of it. What do I mean by that? If someone is in fear of their life, we talked about this with the knockout game. People get knocked out, they go unconscious in the street. And they die, they hit their head in the concrete, right? If yeah. you mug somebody, I don't know that. Guess what happens to the person who fucking punched the guy? They go to jail for manslaughter, you fucking idiot. It's not, oh, he forfeited his right to die because he fought. No, the person who killed him goes to jail for a murder charge, you fucking moron. You just want my wallet? I just know that you're putting a knife to my throat. 
If you put an AK-47 oh and you approach a car, and by the way, this person in the car only had one of two choices. Hit the gas, forward, backward, gonna run people over, or at least use a gun which is directional. But let me ask, let's use the same standard here, fear for one's... Yeah, but what is the antagonism that leads to a protest movement being that antagonistic? Crowder wouldn't ask that question because Crowder believes regardless that it's a terrorist organized anarchist group so there's no reason to them there's no rational there's no reason to talk to them because they're a bunch of uh, fucking uh, Mongols if the man was able to talk to the protesters to be like I need to get through here or if I need to go around there are ways of not leading to altercation but because of the crowd that we're speaking to and the crowd that he speaks to and the, all of that they assume automatically that Antifa or whatever monolithic terrorist organization they want to put shit on they are assuming that they are ultimately going on the offensive all the fucking time all the fucking time I'm sure when he pulled up to that scene, nobody was looking to be antagonistic to him. I'm sure. Life. The second you put someone in mortal fear of their life, you forfeit your right to live. We've heard this argument about George Floyd. Again, not at all in any way justifying a knee on the neck. But people were saying this guy was in fear of his life, saying that he couldn't breathe. If you watch the full-length footage now, you see that he was saying he couldn't breathe when he was refusing to get into their car. But that was the argument. He was in fear of his life. Well, let me ask you this. And I just want to point out that Bo of the Fifth Column did a very good job at explaining exactly all the pressure points that the police officers actually had been hitting on George Floyd to cause massive discomfort in the in the, in the man. So um, that refutes. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe if there's a refute or a rebuttal to how Bo of the Fifth Column explained it, but uh, so far uh, seems uh, verified for now uh, through the clearance and. Uh, they, they applied a lot of pressure to get him to do what they wanted him to do when he was set off at the very beginning. Now, would we and then argue that the cop forfeited his right to live because he pointed his gun at George Floyd as soon as he walked up to the situation? That is the argument that Steven Crowder is bringing here. That's why Perry had the right to shoot Foster because he pointed his gun at him at his window to ask him to roll it down. Does George Floyd then have the same right with an officer? No, because it's state sanctioned all the time. No matter what, everything the cops do is justified. And here we come to the ultimate problem that we have seen since May 25th and even longer before then, Crowder. You are so good at being a slippery little snake right around these things because you don't have to actually talk about every complex part of this that leads to the conditions that we're in because you don't care and because your audience don't care because who gives a fuck you're here for 50 years 60 70 80 years i don't know how long people live who gives a fuck right let's just let's just make that money and spread uh let's uh you know secure land for our white future you know this. Let's use that standard. Who do you believe was more in fear of their life being taken from them? George Floyd, if you go and watch that tape, where he says, please don't shoot me, man. They said, we're not going to shoot you. Please get out of the car. They said, please get into the paddy wagon. He said, man, I'm, cla I'm claustrophobic, which I think is the name for the new mixtape he's dropping. But they said, we need you to get into the car. He said, please stay with me. He said, no, listen, we're going to stay with you. We're going to lower the, we're going to roll down the window and turn on the air. If your argument is that George Floyd was in fear of his life, do you think that maybe Sergeant Perry with his car being swarmed after we've seen people dragged from their vehicles and beaten within an inch of their life and a guy with an AK and a mask coming up might also warrant the right to defend himself?
not not a good situation no heroes or villains i know this is something that sergeant perry is going to have to live with for the so he at least conceded uh the the fact that george floyd was uh terrified for his life so we can at least uh give Cr uh, crowder the credit there the very bare minimum rest of his life but how about we stop glorifying people especially if we want people to be responsible gun owners which i encourage we'll be doing some open carries uh coming up soon so that hopefully everyone can take part let's stop glorifying I really don't think open carrying your rifle is actually a great way of showing your uh, restraint with owning rifles. I feel like having them at home and never having to bring them out, that shows phenomenal strength. Like, I can't... A bunch of people showing up specifically to show off their guns? Mm, like, that's already loosening the belt, if y'all know what I mean. So... Terrifying no. violent criminals. How many times no. do we have to wait for the tail of the tape to find out that someone was acting assholish and resulted in an unfortunate situation? No one wants any of these folks to die. That's why I recommend you don't aim an AK at cars. You get rid of the best of us, you're left with the rest of us. Uh, speaking of the best of us, if you're actually looking to, you're watching this right now and you don't want to be banned from YouTube or you don't. Well, Jesus. Thank you, Crowder. Um, I, I, I just like, yeah, I, 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 you know, the, I think the highlight of it was actually the beginning when the young anti-fascist protesters stuck to his guns and said, I will not talk to Crowder and just, uh, moved Crowder completely from his position. Unfortunately, a million souls have seen this video with 127,000 disgusting likes. Um, Yeah, so I, I'm not going to go through the comment section. I just looked at a little bit of them, and I was like, dear Lord, save me from this hellscape that you have seemed to abandon me on. Whew. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I don't... Look at, look at him. Look at him. Come on, man. Like, if you can see the video, bro, it's Crowder right here. The, the, the caption is him holding up the, the OK symbols up to his face, and he's going to talk about the George Floyd footage analysis and they're right up to his face. This is 10 hours ago, and is it so obvious? It has to be super obvious that he's just throwing up the white power symbols. Come on. Like, when you're in politics, you know the hand signs, you know? You, you know what a Nazi salute looks like. There's no way that you don't. That's, that's, that's amazing. Amazing! Oh, I hope I don't get sued over that. Please, JLP, please don't. Please don't. I can't afford that. I, I don't know what I would do. Um, yeah, my YouTube just trying to recommend stuff to me. Um, yeah, I guess that's gonna be the little bit it for tonight. Um, uh, go read the Antifa uh, handbook. Uh, it has great history and correct characterizations of the mobilization tactics used by many anti-fascists all around the world uh, they are not a terrorist group they are specifically anti-fascist protesters that's that's pretty much it um, as soon as fascism goes away there's no reason to have the antithesis for it you see what I'm saying uh, if, if 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 you don't um, you know then you might be a fascist you know that's the new you might be a redneck um, and then, you know, after reading the Antifa handbook, go out and watch uh, Popular Fronts. I think Jake Harrenhan. I don't think I'm saying his name right. Jake Hanner Hanneran. He is a 
frequent journalists I've heard with Robert Evans, Jake uh, Hanrahan. Whew. Uh, that was hard to say. Go go uh, to his uh, Popular Front YouTube page. Watch the rise and fall of the Seattle Chop. It is probably the most uh, comprehensive storytelling I've seen of, of Seattle because I'm uh, not f- in Washington. I'm actually very far out, so I only got incremental drops and a little bit here and there from uh, you know the online local news postings. Um, but this is uh, a much more in-depth on the ground um report of what happened in chop and Chaz, um and i think it's important to watch i do think maybe it is maybe a little light in some specifics on how exactly the uh protest movement uh what what exactly their tactics could have been i don't i don't i i kind of would have been a little bit more interested to see the organizations in there but maybe it was more decentralized than i understand but overall it's 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 really good and it's uh i don't know uh spoiler alert it's a kind of bleak telling of you know if we don't effectively push back the uh right-wing movement then we could see a very strong police state in america that is uh unrelenting and extremely callous to its citizens and we're kind of seeing that narrative being built with ag bar making those preparation actions and all that good proppy propaganda to make sure that everybody knows that communists and socialists are here to take your property and destroy your way of life because god dang it where do they not do that wherever they go and then thank the lord we have steven crowder out there doing the same thing but only on a minute level by specifically speaking about people who were recently shot and killed so oh man what does wap in the title mean bro you don't know about wap i needed a way to end my video and you just gave it to me here you go here are some of the lyrics you ready whores in this house there's some whores in this house there's some whores in this house there's some whores in this house hold up I said certified freak seven days I a week. I hope you have a beautiful Wet night. Thanks for stopping by at the very end. Make that pullout game weak. Yeah, you effin' with some wet-ass P-word. P-word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-word. Give me everything you got for this wet-ass P-word. Beat it up, N-word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P-word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. This P word is wet. Come take a dive. It continues uh, along these lines. Uh, and it gets significantly, significantly more vulgar. Like a, a lot more vulgar. Talk your S word, bite your lip. Ask for a call while you ride that D word. You really ain't never going to F him for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots and your coat for this wet ass P word. Pay my tuition just to kiss me on this wet ass P. Right. So this is D guys. This, this is what feminists fought for. This is what the feminist movement was all about. It's not, uh, it, it's not really about, you know, women being treated as independent, full, rounded human beings. It's about wet ass P word. And if you say anything differently, it's because you're a misogynist, you see. Uh, it gets really, uh, really, 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 really vulgar.